Okay, we are continuing the Arucha for this week, Gezel and Tois Akum, and like we mentioned last time, the Shurim of Chaydish Kislev, the entire month are dedicated by Nachum Langsner and his partners, localbizguru.com, and Lili Nishas, my mother, Harani Kaparis Mishkova, and tonight's share is sponsored by Herschel Fanta, Lila Nishmas, his father, Reuven Emmanuel Ben Avram, whose yard site is tonight. The Neshama should have an Aliyah. Okay. okay, so we are continuing a fascinating sugya about Tous Akum and Avedas Akum. And the last thing we left off with was on page 9 in the booklet, if I remember correctly. And we were talking about the Ramah brought a machloikis if one is allowed to even trick the guy into making a mistake. Lehatoisai. The first thing the Ramah says, Toz guy kigoin lehatoisai to trick him becheshbain. That was the case where Shmuel, um, where Shmuel owed four zuzim and he only gave him a pile of three zuzim, and that was tricking him to make a mistake, um, is mutter, or to, um, to uh, not pay a debt, to, to get out of paying a debt, that's mutter, as long as there's no chilol Hashem. And then the Ramah said, You're not allowed to trick him. And we said, because even Geneva's Das is Aser. So Elim Tomei the guy made his own mistake, so that's Mutter. And um, we mentioned last time, we left off with the Ber Hagayla, who told us that there were many people who made a lot of money tricking Goyim, and they lost all their money. And there were people who were Mekadesh Hashem by giving back mistakes in in Dover Chashev in uh, in a, uh, a, a sizable amounts and they became very rich and they had a lot of money left over for their children. So now um, there's a few things that we still need to talk about, and that is as follows. So let us talk about. If you um, about giving back money from Tos Akum, so I'll just find the page I'm looking for here. Actually, I made photocopies of it. Um, oh, here we go. Um, okay, so till now we were talking about if it's mutter to trick him or not. Now the question is, you know, let me, let's stop for one moment and back up a second. According to the opinion that you're not allowed to trick the guy, the second opinion of the Ramah, we have to understand what Shmuel did. L'chaira Shmuel, according to the simple understanding of the Gemara, he tricked the guy. He owed four zuz, he only gave three. So that's a great source that it's mutter to do. But we just said a yesh aymrim that says you're not allowed to trick the guy. If the guy makes his own mistake, that's not a problem. But to trick him, so what was Shmuel doing? So it's interesting, so the gra on Shulchan Aruch brings down the Sefer Ha'aruch, who has a different pshat in what Shmuel did. And he says Shmuel did the following. 
Remember, Shmuel had two things going on in his story. He found a golden vessel, bowl, that looked copper. It was being sold as copper. That was the guy's own mistake. Then the guy was charging four zuz for that. Says the Gemara, says Rashi, Shmuel did a second thing, he underpaid. And he tricked him. So the Aruch says, no, Shmuel didn't underpay. What Shmuel actually overpaid. Shmuel knew that this thing was gold. And that was the guy's mistake. He didn't want the guy to start inspecting the bowl too much. He wanted this deal to be done immediately. So when the guy told him it's $4, he gave him a 5 and said, keep the change. That extra zuz, when it says, it doesn't mean he took off a dollar, it means he added a dollar. Why did he add a dollar? Because he wanted the guy to say, wow, the guy said, hey, keep the change, I'm out of here. And Shmuel didn't want him to be, um, you know, laboring over the deal because he might notice that it's, not, that it's not copper and it's really gold. So according to that way, Shmuel did not trick the guy into anything. The guy, he paid him, he paid him even more than he was asking. So according to the Aruch, the only thing that was going on in that story was, the guy thought it was copper, really it was gold, that's his own mistake. His own mistake, you're allowed to do. Not a problem. Shmuel is not obligated to tell the guy that he's making a mistake. That everybody agrees. So the machlaikis, whether you're allowed to trick the guy, is really an argument in what Shmuel did. Did Shmuel actually trick him and just give him a pile of coins that was $3 when the guy thought it was 4 So that's a riot's mutter. Or no, Shmuel, what he did was, instead of paying four zuz, he paid an extra one to get the, get the guy to, to, to finish the deal immediately, and then he'll be remained by his own mistake. So that's the first thing that we have to understand. Now the question is, what happens if you, either the guy made a mistake, or you tricked the guy? Do you have to give the money back? They're not totally zebezeh. Just because one thing may be ushered to do, I might be ushered to trick him, but now that I did, so I was Ayran Iser. I wasn't allowed to do it. Does that mean I'm mechuyiv to give it back? Am I mechuyiv to give back the money or not? So this is also a machloikis. This is a machloikis, and the Shar HaMishpat writes that even according to the Ramah that says you're not allowed to trick the guy in Cheshben, why? We said last time because there's an Isser to be going of Das. You're not allowed to fool him in anything. Forget about monetary things. And again, we're going to talk about that next week. But fooling a guy is also Usser. Geneva's Das is Usser. So for sure you can't trick him in monetary things. However, says the Shara Mishbat, says the Shara Mishbat, but all that means to say is that you're not allowed to do it. Once you did it already and you have the money, you're not mechayiv to give it back. You were Ivan Isser. You're going to have to do tshuva. In Shemayim, you're going to have to do tshuva. You did an Isser that you tricked the guy into giving you money. But once the guy gave you the money, you're not mechayiv to give it back. Um, that is the Shar HaMishpat. Others understand differently and they say that once you're not allowed to trick the guy, that's called stealing. It's not called Gneva's Das. It's actual Gezel. Once you're tricking him, it's Gezel. Now, do you have to return to a guy something that you stole from him? That's next week's sugya.
Next week's sugya is going to be, if I steal from a guy, do I have to give it back or not? Just because it's usher to steal, and it might be even usher me derisa to steal from him, doesn't, now by a Jew, why do he give back something? Because the Pasuk says, The Torah says, don't steal. If you stole, give it back. By a guy, let's say we find the source that the Torah says not to steal, which we may. We'll see next week. But if we don't have the mitzvah, so that means to say, I was over in an iser, and finish, and I can keep it. That's it. One's not dependent on the other. So that is... Um, that is, that is one, one way of looking at it. Now some say, some say there's a Yeshayimrim that says that if you trick the guy, and really you don't have to return it, but don't forget about the aspect of Chilol Hashem. Sometimes when you trick the guy, you might have an aspect of Chilol Hashem. In that case, there's a Yeshayimim that says, if you're going to make a Chil Hashem or a slash a Kiddush Hashem, by giving it back, so then, if you tricked him, you for sure have to give it back. If the guy made the mistake on his own, so that's another Machlaikis. Maybe I only have to give it back Hashem if I tricked him. But if he made the mistake on his own, so there's a Yeshayimrim that says that, and who is this? The Yeshayimrim, the Knesset Hagdola. And what's this dependent on? This is dependent on Apostle and Chumash. The story of Yosef, I'm sorry, with Yaakov and the Shvatim. What happened? The Shvatim went down. Yosef accused them of being spies and whatever it was. And he sent them back, and he put the stuff back into their bags. They opened up their bags, and their money's back. They got all nervous. So Yaakov Avinu sends them down a second time, and what does he tell them? He says, The money that you found in your satchels, Tashivu, make sure you return it. Now what's going on over here? We assume the Mitzrayim were Goyim, Right? The brothers did not trick them into doing anything. For some reason, they didn't know what happened. Some reason, they found that the money they paid for their food was back in their, in their, in their, in their bags. There must have been some mistake. So why does Yaakov Avinu say, go return it? So says the, the Knesset Hagdala brings from the Chuvas bin Yamin Zev, that says, because even if a guy just makes his own mistake, so if there's a Kiddush Hashem, at least you have to give it back. And therefore Yaakov Avinu was saying, go make a Kiddush Hashem. You need to come here. There was trouble there, right? Reuven was taken captive. They needed to go make a Kiddush Hashem, right? So go make a Kiddush Hashem and return it. So that's a source that when there's a Kiddush Hashem, you should return even when the guy made his own mistake. But the Knesset Hagdala himself says, no. He says it's not true. When the guy makes a mistake, even if there's Kiddush Hashem, you're not mechoyev to return it. Yaakov Avinu, the only reason he did it is because he was, ner- he was afraid. He was afraid that this was a test. He was afraid that they were setting them up. And if he's not going to give it back, who knows what they're going to do to the Shvatim. The Shvatim are coming back for more food and the Mitzrayim are going to say, one second, what happened to the money that was in your, 
in your satchels. You're not returning it. We set you up to see what you're going to do. Yaakov Avinu was nervous about that. It was a special case. Special fear that he had. But you can't use that as a source to returning it. So this idea that when a guy makes a mistake, a tozakam, not talking about tricking the guy, because we paskin tricking the guy is usser. You cannot, right? The Ramah paskins, the yesh oimrim, and we usually go with the yesh oimrim to actually trick the guy. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do it. Okay? So, now again, if, if you did it, it's not so simple. You have to return the money. But the normal case is a case where a guy makes a mistake. Yeah, it gives you a little bit too much change. Right? He makes a mistake. Tells Akam himself. So everyone already jumps and says, well, if there's a Kiddush Hashem, you got to go return it. It's not so simple. It's not so simple. You have to return it just for Kiddush Hashem. As we see, it, we see it's a machlaikis. We see it's a machlaikis. Which leads us to something I was maramis to last time. And that was this idea of Kiddush Hashem. This idea of Kiddush Hashem. Now, where was the source of this idea of Kiddush Hashem? We saw on the Gemara last time that by a lost article in Aveda of a guy, it's mutter, you can keep it. There's no mitzvah to return Hashavah's Aveda to a guy. But the Gemara said, if there's going to be Kiddush Hashem involved, so then, you're Yasura. Then you have to give back his Aveda. So we mentioned last time, we read the, from the Ber HaGaila, who quoted the Shulchan Aruch, that what does Kiddush Hashem mean? It means you gave it back to sanctify Hashem's name, in order that they should praise Kalal Yisrael and say that Jews are honest people. That's what a Kiddush Hashem means. That's what a Kiddush Hashem means. But, and the Yam Shal Shloimai, the Marshal, I gave a shir on him on Tuesday, the Marshal, whose yard said is going to be the Shabbos Yud Beis, he writes, he says, the Rabbi Nisham knows if you really had that Kavana, or you had Kavana that they should say how great you are. Right? Oh, look at him. He's an honest guy. Not an honest Jew. He's an honest guy. What are you doing it for? And that's why I pointed out, it's a very, this Kiddush Hashem thing is a very dachistic. It's very, it's, it's not so simple. It has to be, the, the Shulchan Aruch is saying, the Yom Shoshleim is saying, that you have to really do it for a real higher purpose. That they should put Jews up on a pedestal and say the Jews are honest. And that's what I mentioned to you, that the tshuva stay ha'aret says that if you don't know for sure that they are going to say how honest Jews are, it's better not to return it. Which is a chiddush. Why? Because ha'machzer avedosay la'akum, the Gemara says, if you return a guy's lost object, the Gemara doesn't have such nice words for the Jew who returns a guy's object. You're not supposed to. Hashavas avedos for Jews. Shabbos Aved is not for Goyim. It's not for Goyim. You'll say, but it's moral, it's manners. That's where the Gemara says, one second, slow down. You do mitzvahs because they're morally correct in your mind, because it's manners, because it's polite. That's why you do a mitzvah. That's not why you do a mitzvah. You do a mitzvah because Hashem told you, this is a mitzvah. And if He said, here is not a mitzvah, you don't do it in this case. So if it's a Kiddush Hashem, and they're going to say how great the Jews are, okay, but if they're not, and you're not even sure that they're going to do that, it's not so simple. Not, now you'll, you could say, one second, if I'm in that, now you could argue on this, and you could say, one second, if I'm doing it because it's manners and polite, I get it, that's not the right thing. But if I'm doing it for a Suffolk Kiddush Hashem, maybe that's okay too. Okay, you could argue on that. Only reason I'm bringing this up is to show this whole Kiddush Hashem business 
is not so simple. Everyone runs. Kiddush Hashem, Kiddush Hashem. It's not so simple. You have to know what the Kiddush Hashem is, what you're doing. You know, I remember someone said, but why? I said, who says it's going to be a Kiddush Hashem? They're not going to, like I said, in Home Depot, they're not going to know what to do with it. Walmart, they're not going to do with you. What are you, you're turn, they're going to say how honest the Jews are. The, the lady will probably put it in her own pocket because there's no button on the computer for a Jew who returned something that there was a mistake, right? They just don't know what to do with it. So a guy, I remember someone told me, okay, but it's a Suffolk, why shouldn't I try? Okay, it's not so simple. It's not so simple, you know? It's not so simple. I'm not saying it's Osir. The Chuvah Stayar, it says it is. But it could be you could argue on that. So that's just an important, just an important Nikuda to remember. Why every case really has to be judged on its own merits to see what are you supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. Um, what if they ask for it back? If they ask for it back, that means they know. Right? So that might end up being a Chil Hashem. See, there's Kiddush Hashem and there's Chilol Hashem. If there's Chilol Hashem, that's a different story. Then you should give it back. Right? But if they're not going to know, the question is, I want to now voluntarily go and create a Kiddush Hashem, I better know that I'm really creating a Kiddush Hashem. And what's the Kiddush Hashem? Again, it's, it's like the Yab is, is 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 very serious here. Not that they should say, you are honest, they Jews are honest. All Jews are honest. Right, that's what the Kiddush Hashem you and you have to have kavana that that's what they should that's what they should be saying. So if you're right, if it's going to create a chil Hashem that we said you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to do that. Okay, so now the next um, the next if you turn to the next uh, oh one one last thing over here it's important Nakuda as well. If the, the concept of hafkaas halva hafkaas halva means um, going back on, a, on, on a weaseling out or getting out of a debt that you owe. Okay, so the Ramah said that Tosakum could go in to trick him or lehafkia halva osai. That's mutter. Remember, we learned that in the Gemara. The Gemara said that's why you don't have to pay taxes because taxes is lehafkas halva osai. The guy imposed the debt upon you, and you just don't want to pay it. Again, it wasn't. The law of the land, it wasn't, it wasn't all those side things. We're just talking about the actual halacha of stealing from a guy. The Gemara says not paying a debt that he imposed on you is not called stealing. That's called hafkas havasai. And the Ramah says it's mutter, and there's no yeshaimrim that says it's aser. So it seems hafkas halva will be mutter. However, 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 um, Right, he imposed the debt. That, but that's the Gemara's case. That is the Gemara's case. Right, that is the Gemara's case. So, so let's take it one step at a time. So, so if we look at, look at page, um, page 11. On page 11, the Rambam says like this. It's uh, the Raman Parak Aleph, Halacha Beis, Ve'osr Ligzol Kol Shudintar. You're not allowed to steal. Afilu Akam Osr Legozla. You're not allowed to steal even from a guy. That's good. Oy La'ashkai. You're not allowed to withhold wages. Lo'isashayk Esachicha. There's a passage in Parshas. Kedoshim. Don't withhold wages. Ve'im Gozla Yashkai Yachzer. The Raman Paskins, if you do, you got to return it. So, there's a little bit of a problem here. And the Kasev Mishnah is bothered here. 
Because the Mishnah on the top left there, he says, How could the Rambam say you cannot withhold wages? Pasuk says, your, friend, your brother, right? Your friend excludes a guy. That's kasha number one. We learned the Gemara and that you could weasel out of a debt. When you withhold wages, that is called not paying your debt. Right? Someone did service for you, you owe him money, and now you're withholding wages. Well, that we said is mutter. The Rambam in the next halacha says, What is called Oishek? You had a loan, you had money you owed him for a service, for a rental, and you don't want to pay it back, that's Oishek. So what happened? So says the Kesav Mishnah, The Rambam holds like Rashi. And what did Rashi say? Getting out of a debt, which is not actually stealing money, is mutter. Only if there's no chil So now the problem is, every debt, there's going to be chil because the guy knows about it. He did a service, you're not paying. He lent you money, you're not paying. So if you remember Rashi, we, we, said, we read from, a, from what was added in to a Rashi on the side of the Gemara there, Rashi said in a case where the guy comes along and says, you, owe, you owed my father money. And the Jew says, I paid your father up. Right? Even though it wasn't true. The guy will never know. So it's a case the guy will never know that you're not paying. There's no Chilal Hashem in that case. So the Kesef Mishnah is telling us that like the Rambam and like Rashi really taught us is also only mutter in a case where there's going to be no Chilal Hashem which is in many cases not very Negea because Many cases where you owe the guy money, it's he did a service, he lent you money, right? And therefore that in itself means there's a chilal Hashem. So, hafkas halvasay is mutter, but also only if there's no chilal Hashem. And the difference is when you trick a guy, or, you, um, or a guy makes a mistake, or whatever those cases are, the guy may never know. Kiddush Hashem, chilal Hashem might never play a role. But if the guy gives you money or a service and you owe him, that usually means he knows what's going on and there's going to be a chil Hashem. So now the case of Afkaz Halvasoy has been minimized. That's why Rashi said a case where you owed his father money and you could get out of it. Okay? But the Gemara is also saying, for example, a case of a tax collector. A tax collector, he never gave you any money, and that's the difference between you were saying. A tax collector, he never he imposed the debt upon you, right? So if you're able to weasel out of that without him knowing that you're not paying, also wouldn't be chil Hashem. I mean, no chil Hashem in that case, right? Because there's not, it's not mukhrach, it doesn't have to be that he knows, because there was no transfer of money there. So that's Hafkas Halvase. Now, what, what becomes a very, a very um, complicated thing, Halacha is to figure out in many cases what is called Hafkas Halvase. 
And the reason is because there's a shach here. If you look at the shach, I'm on page 9, back in the Shulchan Aruch. The last, um, the shach is on the left side on the top there. And I'm looking at the, uh, the last full line. It's like a real wide line there, right in the middle. And it's the second last line from the bottom. And he says, V'gam ha'v'cha this is a quote from the Yam Shal Shleim again, the Marshal. Ha'v'cha salvo e'noi motor. By definition means there was some type of debt. But if it was a sale, it's Osir. Meaning to say, let's say I tell a guy I want to buy something from him. I'm gonna, I want to buy his lawnmower. So he gives me his lawnmower. Now I owe him $10 for the lawnmower. And I say to myself, Oh, And I can figure out a way to get it to, that he doesn't know that I didn't pay him. Forget the Chil Hashem aspect. Let's just talk about the actual halacha. Is that Hafkas Halva? So Yam Shalem says, No. That, you bought something from him. You bought something from him. If you don't pay for what you bought, you have a stolen object. That's not called Hafkas Halva. Hafkaz halva is when there was a loan, a loan that I, he lent me money. I don't have to give, there's no object there. There's no object that I'm having. I'm just not paying for that amount. Or he did a service for me. I owe him money for that service. I don't end up with a stolen article. But when I buy something and I don't pay him, so says the Amshel Shleimah, that's not called Hafkaz halva. And therefore, this comes up in a lot of cases. When you have like, um, when you have like, um, it, it gets into the intellectual property uh, shaila, and that is when you have like Amazon Prime, for example, and you want to let somebody else use it, um, or you have a license for Microsoft, and you can let somebody else use it. Um, are those cases of gazel? Are those cases of Schirus, meaning to say, I rented the right to use the license. I don't own it. I pay, someone pays for it for a year, right? So I rented it, and now if I don't pay, it's just Havkaz Alba. So the, according to this Yam Shoshleim and Kach Mikublani from, from you know, big people, that they understand from this hafkas, from this from this shach that you always have to make a difference between when you acquire an article or you're getting a service, and in some cases it's a little unclear of how to qualify it, and there might even be machloksim amongst um, rabbanim, and there are actually. What are these things? Are you getting something or you're getting a service? And there's a big nafkamina. Because if you're getting something and you don't pay for it, it might be gezel. If you're getting a service that you don't pay for it, that might be hafka salva, and that might be mutter as long as there's no chilol Hashem. So in, 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 in things that we do today, we assume you buy a license. Well, you don't really buy a license. And what is a license for that matter exactly? Are you getting actually something? You're not getting anything tangible. You're getting the right to go onto someone else's servers and use their information. That might be a rental. That might be a rental. That might be a service you're getting. There's nothing tangible that you got. What happens if you have, for example, I'll give you another case. You have, uh, you have a CD with music on it. We've talked about this a You have a CD with music on it. You want to make a copy of it. Okay? So 
the CD you own, right? So what exactly is on there? There's some information that you're trying to copy or you're trying to take. Is that, there's nothing real, there's nothing real. When there's nothing real, it might be, again, if it's Jewish, it's a different, it might be a different story. But let's say from a guy, right? What, what am I exactly doing here? Elamai have the right to use the information on the disk, right? So if I have the right to use it, that means it's like, uh, it's a service I'm getting. If it's a service I'm getting, so then maybe uh, there's, if it's a guy, I could not pay for it, and it could be Afkaz Alvazai. Um, there's a third way of looking at it. I'll give you another third way of looking at it. There's something called a sarser. A sarser is a middleman, a broker. Okay, someone who gives information. For example, let's say in shaduchim. Shaduchim, there are people who actually the shatchan works, so that he gets paid for his work. But then there's somebody who's called the maschel. Nowadays they call him the maschel. He's the guy who gives the name. I thought an idea. I'm not going to read the shidduch. I'm not going to go and do all the work back and forth. But it was my idea. So my idea, a person can get paid for that. In halacha, the maschil, whoever starts a situation, he can get paid. What's he being paid for? Information. He's being paid for information. He's a middleman for information. That's not a chayfetz. That's not a chayfetz. That's not some, so some price can look at when you get a license, you're really paying, or, or Amazon, you know, you get a license for something, you're really paying for information like a sarser. A sarser, that means I, I pay information, there's no real chayfetz there. Um, you know, um, Amazon Prime, you can look at it this way also. Well, what's Amazon Prime? I pay a certain amount, so that, what, what am I paying for? I'm paying for it so that they should work harder for me and send it out in one day instead of two days. So that's a service they're doing for me, right? They're not giving me anything. With Amazon Prime, you don't get anything, anything tangible. You get services. Well, services, if I could weasel a lot of paying it, maybe it's of cause of also. So you see, this is very, every, it's very nuanced. What's called Geza, what's called Afkaz Avasai, it's, it's a very complicated, complicated thing. Let's just, yeah. Even though there's nothing on there that's tangible, but every CD that you give somebody else, he's not going to buy it from, he's not going to buy it from something that will then give So that's, that's a good question. So that's a question. So maybe it's Mazik, right? Maybe it's Mazik. Now, what if he wouldn't have bought it anyways? What if the guy never would have bought it? Right? Never would have bought it anyway. So no one's losing money. So, so then why, why, why shouldn't that be able... Now, if it's actual... His, see, again, if intellectual property is owned by someone, right? It's, I could own it, so then I can't give it away. Then that means he owns it, and I'm stealing from him. But let's say intellectual property is not a tangible thing that you could own. Remember, we talked about it. It's not such a simple thing. It's not, who's, maybe you can't own it, so you can't own it. So then what are you getting? You're getting information. That means to say that the guy who, the singer, or whoever produced the thing, is a middleman, like a sarsor, to give you information, that song. That's really what he's doing. He doesn't own it. He just is the middle guy to allow you to use the information, the song that's on there, right? So, again, if, if it's a Jew, a Jew, you might have to pay for that, right? But if it's a guy, for example, so then maybe it's Hafkaz Havasai. So it gets very, very... Um, very darkistic. The last thing I just want to end off here is, and that's end, end this week's sugya. Next week we're going to move on to other cases of Gezel and Tosakum. But the last thing they have here is about damaging a guy. Are you allowed to damage a guy? What about mazik? Nezek of a guy.
So, Taisvis, they bring here, we'll just say it very quickly because it's late, um, on, page, um, on page 15, Taisvis here says that if you hold Gezel Akum is Aser, which we Paskin like, so Taisvis, Alamaches, Amad Aleph, Amad Vehitir, Mamayim Yisrael, the Gemara says over there, the Pasuk Chavakuk says that when the Goyim were not Makabal the Torah, Amad Vayimoyder Eretz, Ro Vayater Goyim. On one level, Hashem like permitted us to consume Goyish money, like made it hefker. So the Gemara says that's referring to if our property damages their property. Shar Shanagach, our axe, a Jewish axe, gore is a Goyish axe, we don't have to pay. In that aspect, Hashem said, you didn't want the Taira, there's a little penalty here that you're not going to be paid for that. Taisa says that's only if your money damages him. But if a, you want to damage a guy or his money, so that's not, that's called gezel. That's called stealing. Stealing doesn't only mean when I take something. Stealing is everything involved in me causing a loss to someone else. That's what Taisva says. And the truth is, there's a Meshachachma like this, a beautiful Meshachachma. Meshachachma, in the end of Parshas Emmer, the, the Pasuk over there says that, um, that, Umake Nefesh Behema Yishalmena. That when you're going to hit a nefesh of a behemoth, you have to pay for it. So Meshachachma says, why is this in Parshas Emmer? should be in Parshas Mishpatim, with all the rest of the halachas of a muad and a tam and all those things. So Meshachachma says, no. Because here, that's Eila Mishpatim Asher Tosim Lifnehem. Parshas Mishpatim is for Jews. Parshas Emmer is telling us a Chiddush, Ma'ki Nefesh Amishamena, is even a Goy. If you damage a Goy's money, you have to pay him. Says, says the Meshachachma, because when you damage, it's Gezel, and not Hafkoas Halva. Hafkoas Halva is Mutter, getting out of a debt. Damaging him is like stealing, and therefore it's Usr. So that is... That is the halacha that um, that that uh, Taisvi says and the Meshachachma says. Now there is a Yeshayimrim. The Minchas Chinuch seems to say that no, you're allowed to be mazik a guy. There's no problem, no problem. Okay, we paskin. It seems that we paskin. It's aser. Now, like with everything we've said till now, just because it's aser, now that I damaged him, do I have to pay? Also, not so pashit. Also, not so pashit. Yeshaimrim, that you're chayef to pay. And it seems like that from this Tysis that we just said, because he said only if your ox gores him are you butter, but if you damage him, you're chayef. But there's Yeshaimrim that says no. Listen, you're not allowed to damage him. But once you damaged him and you owe him money, that's Afka Salva. So you owe money, just weasel out of it, if there's no Chil Hashem, which is very Negea. Negea, you know, so let's say you're in a parking lot. And you nip a guy's car, right? And you, you make a little turn into your spot and you dental his car a little bit. And no cameras, nothing going on, right? So it's a Goyesha car, right? Now, it's, there's potential, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, condoning this, I'm not, there's potential Chil Hashem, but let's say there's no Chil Hashem, let's say there's no Chil Hashem. There's no way anyone is ever going to know that you dented his car, right? Now you were b'shaygig. Okay, it's a mistake. But Adam muad la'aylam. You're not allowed to mazikim. But it doesn't mean you have to pay. So that's, even if it's usher to damage him, right, it's not so simple that you have to pay for those damages. 
Correct. Right. Correct. And you can't go, and you're not allowed to go and do it. But just because you were over and you did it, doesn't mean that you have mechleiv to pay for it. Right. So this is like, it's, this is a, 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 I don't want to say a wild sugya, but it really is. There's so many moving parts in this sugya of all these different halachas, some intertwining with each other and other not. So Bez Hashem, that is the end of this week. And Bez Hashem, we will continue next week talking more about Gezel, Akum, and um, the Chiv of returning a stolen thing to a guy, and um, different things um, along those lines. If you steal from a guy, does it really become yours? Let's say you need, want to be Mekadosh Isha with it. Are you allowed to or not? We will see all of these things next week, Be'ez Hashem. Okay, have a wonderful night.